0: home what is that
1: you heard that it's like a song a saying grandma's having like cross-stitched little frames get ever so humble there's no place like home
0: never heard that song before in my life and you can like
1: sing it too no more if you have a good voice you can sing it
0: i've never heard anyone sing it good voice or no
1: yeah sorry it's like home sweet home it's like one of those things be it ever so humble there's no place like oh it might be from an advertisement maybe like an old jingle
0: now that, uh, I think about it. that makes sense i have never heard that one
1: maybe it's not cross stitch i went really hard with the uh, cross stitched image <laughs>
0: <laughs> i could see it I, i'm picturing the cross stitch very clearly
1: <laughs> good
0: well anyway this episode was kind of inspired by something i saw on the internet um Julia Markham of Chris Loves Julia had posted something about, like, what makes a home because they just moved, and so they had gone on vacation and come back to, like, their new house. Weird. Yeah. uh, That's basically what she said. She was like, this doesn't really feel like our home yet, and it was weird that we didn't go to our other home because it's literally someone else's home.
1: feel like going on an extended vacation until the idea of home settled in.
0: (laughs) Um, and it kind of, I don't know, controversially, I suppose she said, like, it's not the people because my family is here in -hmm. this house and it still doesn't feel like our home. And also we were all just on vacation together and clearly like that wasn't our home. So like home is not necessarily defined by the people and we're trying to figure out like what it is. And then she put up one of those like Insta question things and Mm -hmm. people were like writing in. And so that got me thinking about like what constitutes home especially for people in the city and people who rent who are sometimes moving like every year mm-hmm. and people who are living maybe not with like family necessary or sign- or significant others or anything like that just like Craigslist roommates or like roommates you know but maybe aren't like super close to
1: uh-huh.
0: yeah those were all my questions mm. I guess because I think actually In my experience, I adapt pretty quickly to housing changes, I find, and don't often get that feeling of like, oh, this place is like, not mine. Because, well, I don't know. I have some theories, but... Yeah? Yeah.
1: What are they? They are on us.
0: Well, so, at least in New York City, I have only ever seen one apartment with someone living in it. Like, usually when you're touring apartments, they're all empty. And the landlord has just planned to, like, have that unit be vacant for two weeks or something while true. you're looking at them. Um, and so I would say, as silly as this sounds, like, moving my stuff in always kind of immediately makes me feel like I live there. Mm. And maybe that's just because I've moved a lot of times in my late teen to adult life, you know, like between college dorms and college apartments and then living here and having several apartments, the kind of constant thing in that situation is my stuff. Mm. And it feels a little nomadic in a way that like you have kind of a set amount of stuff that's easy to pick up and move with you. And as soon as I put my things into a space, it becomes like no longer that weird empty apartment and is suddenly the place that I live.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. I'd say it's interesting. I didn't have a lot of stuff until here. That's true. Which is, I don't know, interesting to us. I had books. I had some stuff, for sure. But even my first apartment in Brooklyn, a lot of my stuff was still haphazard. Some of it was with my parents, some of it was at friends' places tucked away (laughs) um, until I went and got it
0: or didn't go and get it. (laughs) Um, Do you feel that you have a quick adjustment period as well or do you feel much more like Julia does that it takes you like a long time to adapt to a place and have it feel homey?
1: Yeah, it's hard. I think it takes me a while. I have like a little weird sense of home. I feel like I have a a stronger sense of place than I do home, if that makes sense. Um maybe it's getting little little deep. Some Donny Deep Cuts. Hashtag (laughs) Donny Deep Cuts. But um I moved at like a really pubescent critical stage in my life. Right? Like I was like twelve when I moved from Massachusetts to Carolina. And that uprooted a lot of things and a lot of stuff like physical stuff physical and emotional and mental but i feel very in sync and in place like in the northeast like mm. whether that's here or in massachusetts really i mean the east coast in general but the northeast especially and i think i feel very out of place like when i go to austin for south by or when we went to LA to visit Kendall I felt like very much out of sync and out of place and part of that could be the jet lag but I think part of that is just my mentality and not having a lot of stuff moving once again in my teens and adult life was pretty fine with me and I would say I always felt like settled but maybe not ever really at, at home if that makes sense I think there's a difference between feeling settled into a place and feeling like a place is homey um, and in a way I think of home very much as a, as like a geographic thing, Does that make sense. I think I'm getting maybe a little off the tangent of what we're getting at, but.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I feel necessarily, well, I don't know that that's true because I don't ever see myself like living purposefully anywhere outside of New York City now. You know, so maybe that is a similar thing. That, like, this place is also our home. Yeah. Like, outside of our apartment.
1: Yeah, I guess I feel much more tied to, like, a place geographically than a place as in, like, a home or an apartment. Um, That's not to say things don't feel homey. Like, our apartment definitely feels more homey than living in like ever since piano row you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm not a fool like there's definitely a, a big difference um but in terms of like a, a mental and like emotional sensation of being home it to me is tied more geographically to the northeast than to like what collection of rooms i'm in um but in terms of what makes a place feel kind of homey for me and thinking specifically about stuff trying to rein in this tangent <laughs> just a little bit i think yeah my stuff having a place my stuff having a place is important like the fact that we have our bookshelf that we're that we share and the bookshelf that i took over um for all of our books to be out you know like in in brooklyn it was really nice my second year there when like we went in or maybe mike brought it back from uh, his parents home, I don't remember, but we got that communal bookshelf, mm. and that really meant a lot to me, because my books were just in a, like, an organized, but pile on my floor, like, just in stacks, because I didn't have a bookshelf, and they didn't really have a place, um, and so it was cool that then my books could be there with, like, Mike's books and Jordan's video games, There's like, old classic games were in there, uh, and that, those sort of little touches that make stuff purposeful, kind of what we've talked about in, like, the Shop Own Apartment episode and the art episode, like when things start taking shape and becoming purposeful, I get that kind of homey feeling Mm. because it's very easy and I definitely have in different stages of my apartment slash futon living, just lived out of boxes or bags and like that's cool when you're backpacking but when you're living (laughs) in a city, it's nice to feel like the things that you own regardless if you have a lot of shit or just a little bit of shit has its own place to be in your space that makes a big difference
0: maybe it's because every time i've ever moved somewhere i like immediately unpack everything and i immediately start kind of setting up where i want things to be and i would say like especially when i moved here one of the first things i did was buy like the furniture i needed and furniture that i thought i would keep for a while. I wouldn't say they were like investment pieces, but yeah. I kind of had an idea that this was stuff that like was going to be around for a while and I wanted to get something that I liked. And so I think that like that being my first instinct also kind of speeds up the process of stuff going in the right place, you know? Yeah,
1: I feel that. Or like what we're doing with exercising patience and finding stuff that we really want rather than just buying something Utilitarian, for the space, you know that yeah. to me is a mark of like hominess. Because when you have a space that you intend to live in for a while, you can take your time and carry it. Whereas if you know this is just a six month sublet, you're just gonna get some shit from IKEA. That, like <laughs> you can turn around and Craigslist for your next security deposit. You
0: know? Yeah. I. I guess this is jumping ahead on the outline, but here we go. Boo. I think that in some senses like that like time is just what you need Mm -hmm. you know um like I can get that initial feeling of like okay I live here now all my things are here it's set up the way I want it to be set up Mm -hmm. but then you live in a space for a while and a lot of homeboggers talk about this that like you shouldn't Renovate something like the minute you move in because the more you live in the space the more you understand actually like how you're gonna use it Mm. and How it's gonna function for you and what you actually want it to do like rather than looking at it Visually, you kind of have the experience of living there Mm. and I think in a lot of ways You know this place has changed so much over the time that we've been here and at every stage it has felt like our home but you know like now feels so much more like our home than it did a week after we moved in. I was actually looking back at old photos of it on my Instagram for last week's episode. Oh, yeah. And there are no photos of the living room without both the rug and the couch in it. So it will forever be a chicken or the egg situation. Nice. I like that. I
1: like that it remains a mystery.
0: (laughs) But it was funny to look back on that and, like, how happy we were that there was like a couch and a rug in this space and we were like oh we've done it this is it guys <laughs> and then it's
1: pretty exciting to, stuff
0: to like think about it now with all of this other stuff like put together in it and how we've used it over that time i think you know like in some cases you just kind of have to wait it out because your life is what makes it the place you live you know
1: yeah, wow. it's a good one it's quotable Twitter, that could be a tweet.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's unsatisfying in a way, though, too, right? Because especially if you're only going to be in a place for a year or two, like, you don't really have that time to wait around. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. You know, like, I think that we have decided to be here for a while, and so we've started making decisions more in the long term about it, you know, like the painting or saying, like, oh we're gonna wait on that purchase to see if we can find something we really like because we're gonna be here yeah which isn't a luxury that everyone has i guess if they are in a temporary situation or you know they need to find roommates fast or whatever
1: yeah we even like not e- not even necessarily a bad situation like i think of cj from our previous episode he's in a pretty good situation with the job yeah. he just got hooking him up with an apartment but that's also only going to last as long as he has that position right you know so i mean hopefully we'll circle back to him for an episode but you know how how homey does or doesn't that feel do you accept it being a temporary space for the fact that you get to live in a city for free and what's kind of the trade-off there you know so time doesn't necessarily have to be or that Point of time doesn't say has to be negative, you
0: know, or like, yeah, that's um, true. Like if you move between multiple places for work or other geography reasons, see, I, I think that's why. Like I've been in a lot of one year housing situations, and even in those moments, I think I'm able to create this experience of home by just like doing home stuff hmm. there. Not necessarily sleeping, shower, (laughs) cooking, whatever. Brush your teeth. Yeah. Well, I think it was interesting that she brought up vacations, that Julia brought up vacations in her Instagram story, because that's kind of a great counterpoint, right? Like, you go to a hotel for a week Mm -hmm. or whatever, you may be traveling with the people you live with. Right, right. You still have to, like, do things to keep yourself alive, like sleep and shower and eat, you know, all of that. Some of your stuff comes with you, but that's clearly not a home situation. Right. I think that there are experiences that are particularly home-like, you know, Mm. hanging out with your friends, um, having, like a shit day and then coming back to your apartment and just watching a ton of Netflix or something you know right. stuff that is comforting as an experience and I think doing those things creates home as well
1: yeah I think comfort is a good word and maybe that's the same thing I was trying to explain with like all your stuff having a place right there's something comfortable about that and it feels less hectic uh, I'd say, I was just thinking about that uh, this idea of home as a kind of comfort right like yeah. a kind of security a kind of I don't know yeah because I maybe mean, people can have houses and families can live together and that might not necessarily be a safe homey comfortable feeling you know but right. so still like home in the like true ideal of the word is a kind of comfort I think
0: yeah uh, yeah that's kind of What i mean by those experiences and i guess it's nice to think that there's no time limit on those experiences those things don't start like six months in or nine (laughs) months in or whatever right it can be like the second day you move in and it's pouring rain and a cab like splashed juice all over you and
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like the juice not rain oh
0: yeah city juice well because once the rain is on the ground it's like mingling with all that shit in the gutter and Mm. like someone's iced coffee that they poured off mm-hmm. the curb you know it's like a bad scene
1: yeah um you actually gained superpowers
0: yeah city juice is one of my greatest fears honestly mm-hmm. I, I don't want it on my body um but you like come in contact with it way more than you'd want to you know true and so like yeah i can think of like a couple days after i moved into my first apartment in the city i no, there was no furniture. I was sleeping on an air mattress and waiting for my Ikea delivery. And I didn't have any Wi-Fi because Time Warner did one of those things where they, like, said that they came out, but I didn't answer the door. But actually, obviously, no one had come out. Right. Um, and my roommate hadn't moved in yet, but she, like, came over after work and we sat on the ground in the living room because there was no furniture and just, like, drank wine. Mm-hmm. And even though, like none of those other aspects of home were there. It was just, like, a nice thing to do, you know? Yeah. And that was very homey for me. And that apartment was very homey for me for the time that we lived in it because of those sorts of things. Yeah. That makes sense. And in the process, she, like, asked one of those question things and she reposted all of the answers that she liked, you know? yeah. And one person probably to be like a little contrarian um was like i'm sorry but it's still the people that's what they sounded like in my head
1: uh or if it was like i'm sorry but it's still the people
0: that would be way creepier yeah
1: yeah Uh, how else could it be i don't know it seems either like sassy or creepy (laughs) I guess it could be normal. You'd be like, I'm sorry, but still the people.
0: Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Regardless. um, And I think, like, to some extent, that's correct, right? Because we've all had roommate situations where it was kind of uncomfortable and it felt a little less like your home because you were walking on eggshells around that person, you know? Hmm. Like, certainly, you don't want to live with someone you hate or who torments you or any variety of things but i and i think also like a lot of my good home experiences have been with the other people i live with uh, to some degree those memories that we talk about are about the people who have been our roommates Mm -hmm. you know
1: yeah i think too especially i don't know maybe specific to urban and rural living and maybe maybe even suburban i don't know we talk a lot of shit about suburbia but (laughs) um i mean i think the people factor and kind of like that geography thing i was talking about but even on a a micro scale right like i feel like inwood the neighborhood we're in in manhattan is pretty homey it does now in part because of the people right like there's community connections i've built both in like workshops and in park work and There's people in our apartment who know us and who we talk to, say hello to, stuff like that.
0: People we see from across the grocery store, and we both know that we live in the same apartment building, and then we just nod and walk away. Those are my favorite interactions. Those
1: comfortable, homey things. (laughs) Uh, um, But it's different, you know? And I think one of the cool parts about living in New York City is it might take a little bouncing around at first, but everyone eventually kind of, you find your neighborhood, like a place that really suits you. And then part of that neighborhood is the people, you know? And I think, I mean, especially now, stuff around this topic is certainly like politically charged. Housing in New York is its own debacle and its own conversation. But that said, I think the people of the neighborhood and of, I mean, the city as a whole, make it pretty homey to me. I know this blogger, Julia, Are we on a first name basis with her.
0: Uh, her last name is Markham, but their blog, it's not like Young House Love where you can kind of like use it mm. as like an, a brand, you know? Like their blog is called Chris Loves Julia, and I feel like that means that we have to like talk about them as humans. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I
1: don't know. I mean, it sounds fine. So Julia maybe was thinking specifically, oh, well, excuse me, specifically, like family and the people you live with, and that is certainly true. It's certainly a piece of it, but I think the people you live around are also a piece of it, you know, the people you interact with. And I said, like, urban and rural, because urban, you know, you're in it every day with them. Like, I see probably the same people every day, because we have a similar, like, commute route when I have to go on-site at places. And even when I'm not on-site at places and I'm running errands during the day, usually there's, like, a couple, uh, like, senior folks who live around who are also running errands (laughs) in the middle of the day on those days when i'm home writing yeah um
0: yeah seeing the same people on the subway every day is like one of my favorite things (laughs) because it makes me feel like we ride the school bus together (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: yeah (laughs) that's pretty special (laughs) um yeah i would say two degrees people i understand julia's point that like we can go anywhere you and i and be pretty comfortable but it doesn't necessarily mean the space is the same as this space right like us going into an airbnb is going to feel different even if we're still comfortable with each other like it doesn't change the dynamics of our relationship but it does change like our perception of the space we're in to a degree or in a hotel, or even at, like, a friend's apartment. Like, all that is going to be different than you and I being in our apartment, or being in our apartment with our friends, you know? These things are kind of location-centric more so than person-centric. I guess I agree with Julia. Julia?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she's listening, but in the event, she is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, get back to us.
0: No, I think that makes sense. It's like a... It's a familiarity, but it's also something that I feel develops pretty quickly. I I like your idea about, like, the people in the community and the feeling of that. And I remember before we lived here, coming up here on, like, a subway adventure we were having. And just, mm-hmm. like, coming out of the subway and being like, oh, this place is so great. Yeah. You know, just, like, people walking around here are the kind of people I want to live among.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people take on the attitude of the neighborhood, you know, and the attitude of, well, yeah, wherever you live, you know, each place has kind of its own little thing going on. I'm sure there are, like, vast generalizations I'm making, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's true.
0: I think it's true of everywhere, but I think in New York City it's particularly observable, because you just run into so many people over the course of the day in a way that you don't really have to anywhere else mm. or in any other...
1: <laughs> you don't really have to. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we don't walk out of our house into our car and drive directly to our job. Right. You know? Like, we kind of rub up against so many different people.
1: Sometimes literally.
0: Very literally. Yeah. Um,
1: Those 5 o'clock A trains. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You mean
1: the school bus? The school bus. (laughs) The school buses. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26.
0: For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast.
1: See you next time.